Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Diego Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. Darkness falls across the land. Halloween is close at hand. Podcasters crawl in search of blood to reminisce on the films of childhood. And whosoever shall be found without listening to us and getting down must stand and face the hosts of the show who love to talk about movies, you know. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of our voices in your ears, and grisly ghouls from every tomb are closing in to seal your doom. It's time to talk about tales of horror, and your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can possibly last against the 30-something movie podcast. <laughs> It is episode number ninety-three of the thirty-something movie podcast. Are you making fun of my dancing? I guess it wasn't. I guess it wasn't so much dancing. It's just like bouncing back and forth. I think Hillary did that, didn't she? Yeah, probably. Hey, you <laughs> <laughs> did do that. That's the famous move from the first debate. I'm, I'm currently wearing a pantsuit, so it's it's fine. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, before we get too political. No, I was just saying the. Uh, it's the first time I think I've heard the like the, like the intro as we've done it. I think maybe I'm just either late to all the other ones. Oh, the new one the though. Intro with all your. Yeah, change change is that, that up a little bit. Is that brand new? Yeah, we let's see. We had that one on the last maybe two episodes. Okay, so you got to work on it during Institute Day, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was when I was supposed to be doing actual work, that's when I put that all together. And it, it took me the entire Institute Day too. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, see, unlike you, I actually get my work done on those days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cross country meet. All right. Yeah. Uh huh. How are you doing, Pat? I had it set up. Hey, man, I'm doing good. Go I'm doing good. I got a lot of work done on Institute Day, and I set up for the cross country meet. There you go. You make it happen. You're a mover and a shaker. Dennis is more of just a shaker. There you go. So as you can probably hear, I've, I've got, uh, I've got, um, I'm John Reed, first of all. Uh, I've got Pat Canagallo with me, and the voice that you may not recognize is Dennis. Now, he was here with us last time, so um, we have missed him, so he's back. I was on the last one. You were? So, you, I mean, this is, this is strange territory for us, you being here two in a row. It's a Dennis Matuch hat trick. All right. Well, this time around, we are going to be talking the uh, horror comedy movie House. Uh, really quickly, we do spoil the events of the movies we talk about and some movies that may be mentioned along the way. Uh, so if you have not seen this movie yet, it's been around for a while, so go see it. Um, but if you want to wait and come back after you've seen the movie, feel free to do that. We'll still be here. Uh, if you have not yet, leave us a review on iTunes. It's okay if you give us five stars. We will not come haunt your house after we die. Um, but uh, tell your friends, have them tell their friends, and have them stop complete strangers on the street and tell them that they should be listening to our show. So that's my little spiel, and let's move on. So new movie news stuff. Uh, very, very quickly, Blade Runner 2049. So I had not heard officially that they were calling it Blade Runner 2049. I thought it was being called Blade Runner 2. But it is not going to be a remake. It is going to be a sequel. And so Harrison Ford will be back as Decker. And it is also going to have Ryan Gosling, Robin Wright, and Jared Leto in the movie. Um, wow. The director, I had just looked up who the director was going to be, and I'm going to butcher his name, even though I took many years of French. Uh, uh, Denis Villeneuve. 
Okay, I totally butchered that. Um, he did the movies um, Maelstrom, Polytechnique, Prisoners, and Sicario. So he is going to be the person directing Blade Runner 2049. How do you feel about Blade Runner 2049? Does the world need Blade Runner 2049? Yep. With what they put out, I think it definitely could use it. Yeah, sure. Okay. It's worth a shot. Okay. Would you rather... We've talked about some of these movies before. Would you rather it be a sequel or a remake? A sequel. Okay. Yeah. That was the big difference. That's why I asked you that right away. Remake? No, it doesn't need a remake. Okay. So if you're asking me, does it need a remake? My answer would be absolutely not. I don't think it does. That for nothing's going to touch that first one. If you're going to go sequel, you're going to try and be daring with this. That's I, I, I'm give it a shot. Okay, I'm okay with that. Now, spoiler, spoiler alert, real quick for any good. Okay, um, spoiler alert for anybody who has not seen Blade Runner the original. So fast forward a couple minutes or so. Um, Ridley Scott had come out after Blade Runner and had said that Decker was a replicant. So does that change anything about coming to this story now, knowing the mystery of, I mean, for you know people who knew that, does that change anything about the story that you know that, or should they have kept that a secret, just kept it ambiguous? I guess my problem is whenever they release information like that, it's kind of like, Why? I mean, I, I get it that, why, okay, they're trying to hype it up or they're trying to create discussion or they're trying to create a buzz, but it's kind of like, does that have any bearing on the story or are you just throwing it out there for, you know, for the heck of it? Mm-hmm. And, and so I kind of dismiss that. I know if it comes out in the sequel and wow, this really, that adds a lot. He's a replicant and, you know, it's going to, yeah, that's really cool. But I, I don't know. I make that pronouncement i mean i know that they every once in a while they do that with like some of the harry potter franchise things and i know they've done it it with star wars quite as much but like just i don't know why do it yeah is my question well and i think it doesn't not bug me i'm just choosing to ignore that because it's like well it's not within the context of the story so why do i really care right and i think he said that years ago before they even really thought they were making another movie so I don't know if he, I don't know. I think it was done years ago. I don't remember exactly when he came out and said that, but it wasn't specifically for this movie. It wasn't trying to like drum up hype for it or anything like that. I think he just kind of came out and clarified some stuff that he wanted people to know. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I, I like Blade Runner. I, I'm looking forward to a sequel. Um, I'm just, I'm kind of curious as to where, where they're going to take the story. Um, I guess I'm kind of curious to see what that world would look like 30 years later. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm excited enough that they're, they're going to do another one. I, I don't know that if you had told me, if they had come to me and said, okay, we got a choice. Um, you can either have some movie that's totally brand new and, and something different, or you can have Blade Runner 2049. I don't know that I would have picked Blade Runner 2049 because I'm happy with the original, but I'm not, I'm not going to poo-poo the new one because... You know, I'm not anti-sequel or anti-remake. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I was clamoring yeah. for a sequel. Well, and I don't know if the word's clamoring. My point is, again, is just like, um, you know, if, again, I think it's a totally different reaction if you say remake because I think it's pointless. Right. Uh, sequel, it's got some good idea out there. And, I mean, you know, then why not? It, it's not going to destroy the original it's not going to tamper with you. So that's why I'm fine with it. Um, there's no, you, you don't have to compare it necessarily even. I mean, we will, but um, that stands alone as itself and they're not messing with that. And that's fine. Right. To go with the sequel is I think a little bit better of an idea than again, saying that it's going to be a remake, remake just too many people in place that it was perfect back then. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just from, is Rutger Howard going to be in this one? <laughs> no. <laughs> Somehow though. <laughs> Or at least his like cousin. I don't, maybe. I just have one. Still alive. Yeah. Not in the movie. I just have one. I just have one question. What is the earliest memory you have of your mother? My my mother. Wasn't that what they always asked the replicants right before they went psycho and yeah, I know, started that, shooting up the place? That was the next line. Was yeah. my my mother? That was the next. Line. Oh, was it? Was yeah. it? Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> he was giving you the next line there. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I tell, don't you, I'll tell you I about my mother. Video. I can't hear him. Yeah. All right. Uh, our next thing really quickly, and we could just react to this however you want. Uh, Daniel Craig, we talked a little bit a while back when we did the episode on Spectre, um, that Daniel Craig had said he would rather slash his wrists than play James Bond again. Apparently, he needs a paycheck because he has backtracked on that and said um, you know, that the stuff he said back then was just because he had finished wrapping up the movie. He was tired. He wanted to go home. Uh, now he says he would be very happy to reprise his uh, role as James Bond in the uh, 25th, I think it's the 25th James Bond movie coming up. And uh, there were reports a little while ago that they had offered him something like $150 million to be in two more movies, but I guess those reports were not true. Um, so how do you feel about Daniel Craig coming back as mm. James Bond? Do you, did you want to move on after you heard he said that he was done? Did you want him to come back or were you okay moving on to somebody else? I'm Yes, I'm fine with him being there. Okay, I'm fine with him doing it again. I wish he wouldn't have because I, I, I like him as, as Bond. Mm-hmm. He's he's probably been my favorite James Bond recently. Well, actually, probably my, yeah. one of my favorite James Bonds of all of them. So no, I'm good, totally good with him being back. That's fine. And just because he said that, you know, I I, I can see that. You know, filming is grueling and in a long time, and you're you know in this character that you've done multiple movies with already and uh, somebody asks you a question and you could just be like in a bad mood that day and, and say it. it's not an official contract it's not like he's breaking a law or anything it's just kind of like at that time i don't want to be in right i'm done with you know i could see that that's how i feel in, in like, june the end of the script. yeah 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 there you <laughs> yeah. go exactly what do we say at the end of june <laughs> um have a good summer i'm not coming back uh, yeah no chocolate fruit yeah. um yeah, I, 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 so I'm fine with that. I think it's yeah. totally, it's entitled. And I think, I think Dennis, you were just maybe just saying that, but maybe someone maybe is. Did you just say this? Maybe someone will show him a script. Maybe yeah, someone so said, the yeah. script or the idea where he's going to go is like, whoa! Now that sounds fresh. That sounds good. We're not rehashing the same thing. Yeah. And then you go, wow! I, I'm on for that. So that might be the other thing. Is right. what it's about the script, and that might be a big, big. Uh, that's a big turning point. Weeks. Mm-hmm. Probably done. Good script. All right, I could do this again. All right. Well, speaking of grueling movies and not sure how a script is going to go, should we talk about some horror movies? I, sure. Yeah. Okay. First, before we talk about House, I want to backtrack just a little bit because last week uh, we had talked about Poltergeist 2. And Pat, you weren't able to be with us, but I'm kind of curious. Did you watch any or all of Poltergeist 2? I haven't watched it all, but you know what? I watched some of it. And then Dennis showed me uh, his favorite scene. Okay. I think, Dennis, you said one of your favorite scenes of all time. It's um, uh, for all time, but I mean, like, it definitely, I think it's just a really good scene to watch from, from Bill. Especially yeah. having been in that movie, a very, in my opinion, more mediocre movie. Um, there can be classic scenes, and I think that's one of them. Was Poltergeist 2 a mediocre movie, in your opinion? Okay. Yeah. Poltergeist yes. was really good, though. Poltergeist was good. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Okay. Did you? What scene did you show him? Was it the one with the? Really was it the one with Reverend good. Kane walking up to the house? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we saw it in our room one day after cross country. I was showing him because he said he could get to that point. He only got to the mall. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I haven't had a chance to watch uh, to watch much of anything the last couple of weeks, but um, the little bit I saw, I think if I watch it in doses, you know, I think I'd check out Poltergeist. Because I was talking to Jeff about this, and you know, like I get jumpy around things, and and maybe maybe it's the Irish in me, you know, afraid of the banshee jumping out and all that kind of thing. But uh, you know, it's it's funny because it's it for me, it kind of depends on how I frame the movie. I love the Lord of the Rings. I love mm-hmm. Aliens. I love you know, and you could go down the list of movies that okay, you know, are they horror? Are they action? Are they you know what have you? And. Um, funny because sometimes tammy will say you know you say you don't like horror movies but you know lord of the rings is pretty scary what what's the difference and it's like maybe because i frame it differently so when i like looked at this movie and kind of framed it as okay well they're just fighting against the bad guys who happen to be ghosts or goblins or whatever the heck that reverend kane dude was yeah um i got i got past that so i haven't had a chance to watch it but i think i'll i think i'll at some point i'll Pick it up, maybe actually start with the first one and then watch the second one. You could probably skip the third one. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, it's even even though it's a uh, Chicago yeah, movie, you could skip the third one. Yeah, it just got worse. It was like Poltergeist, then step down, then step down. So you're going from like a, kind of like a rubric. Okay. Poltergeist okay. Being the, uh, exceeds, and then you got uh, maybe meets for this one, and you're going to be really approaching in the third one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. For those in the crowd who are teachers listening to this, you, we've, we've given you the rubric for the Poltergeist movies. <laughs> yeah, third one. I'm going to make one of each. I don't even know if I'd give the third one approaches. I think I'd give the third one like what's what's the lowest? It needs improvement or improvement? Absolutely that sucks or yeah. However you however you want to phrase that. All right. Well, did you uh, did you see all of House? I have not gotten all the way through House. I okay. watched up. I think there's like a half hour left. The kid is running around his house and like he just flushed the. Uh, I, I, we already talked about spoiler alert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, he flushed the he flushed the hand down the door. Okay. On the toilet. Yeah. Oh, so you, um, so you still got about you, there. Okay. Yeah. So you guys, you still got quite a bit left to go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say maybe about a third of the movie left. Okay. There's, there's a lot that happens in that last 40 minutes or so. So, all right. Well, there wasn't very much happening in the first half, so I'm, I'm sure it's there's probably a, saving itself up a little, a little slow to start off with. All right, so our movie this time is House. It came out on February 28th, 1986, rated R. Director is Steve Miner. He did Friday the 13th, Parts 2 and 3, Soul Man, uh, one that we watched earlier, uh, Forever Young, and Halloween H2O. Producer on this one was Sean S. Cunningham. He produced Last House on the Left, Friday the 13th, and Freddy vs. Jason. Writers on this one, the story was written by Fred Decker, Night of the Creeps, Monster Squad, RoboCop 3, and the upcoming Predator sequel. I don't know if it's a sequel or a remake, uh, but it's whatever, the Predator movie that's coming out in 2018. And then the screenplay was done by Ethan Wiley. He did House 2, The Second Story, Bear, and Elfman. Those classic movies, Bear and Elfman. Uh, Music was done by Harry Manfredini, who also did the Friday the 13th movies and Swamp Thing. Uh, Could not find a published budget on this one, but the box office was $22.1 million. Uh, William Cat played Roger Cobb. He was in Carrie, The Greatest American Hero, and The Man from Earth. George Went played Her- uh, Harold Gorton. He was in Fletch, Forever Young, and Cheers. Richard Mull played Big Ben. He was in Night Court, the 1994 Flintstones movie, and Jingle All the Way. Kay Lenz played Sandy Sinclair. She was in American Graffiti, The Tick TV Show, and Breezy. Uh, Mary Staven played Tanya. She was in Octopussy, A View to a Kill, and Caddyshack 2. Michael Ensign played Chet Parker. He was in Ghostbusters, the TV show General Hospital, and Titanic. And Susan French, who died in 2003, played Aunt Elizabeth. She was in Jaws 2, the movie Somewhere in Time, and the TV show Quantum Leap. Um, She was in the, I don't know if you guys remember, they had like a Driving Miss Daisy episode. It was one of the very first episodes of the whole show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a really good one. She was the kind of Driving Miss Daisy character. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics gave this one a 50%. Audience gave it a 46%. Siskel and Ebert, I don't believe, I couldn't find a review from them anywhere on this one, so they probably didn't even waste their time with it. Uh, CinemaScore gave this one a C. There are, I was surprised to find, a few uh, awards out there for it. Uh, It was nominated for a Saturn Award for Best Supporting Actor by Richard Mull and Best Supporting Actress Kay Lenz. Uh, It won the, let's see, Avoria's Fantastic Film Festival. I don't know what that is. Uh, Steve Miner won an award for Best Director. And it was nominated for an International Fantasy Film Award for Best Film. So I was a little surprised to find that there were awards for it, but there were. Um, Okay, so a struggling writer moves into the house he grew up in after his aunt commits suicide. His first night in the house, he has a vision of his dead aunt telling him that the house has tricked her into killing herself and that will trick him too because it knows everything about him. Pretty soon, he begins seeing things. His dead son, a weird floating creature, undead taxidermied fish, a demonic version of his ex-wife, buddy from Vietnam, the usual stuff. Uh, So let's take a listen real quick to the trailer. And we'll be back right after that. This is a house where no one should live. Woman lived here before you was nuts. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and off her. She was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Roger Cobb has come here alone. Yeah. <laughs> 
that no one is ever alone in the house. This house knows everything about you. Leave while you can. No! It has been waiting for him. Hi. Sandy. Now. It wants you. Horror has found a new home. a little bit about trailers uh, last time when we watched the trailer for poltergeist 2 so this trailer i just want to ask you guys real quick about this one because for the, for me as i'm watching this trailer um are you guys listening to it it doesn't really it doesn't really jive with the movie itself because ultimately this ends up being more of a horror comedy and the trailer doesn't really get that across yeah uh, I mean, the the cover for the movie, I remember even more than remembering the movie, I remember the cover of the VHS tape and seeing this in like Blockbuster or the you know old video stores with the kind of the rotting hand with the skeleton fingers touching the doorbell. Mm-hmm. I remember that more than I remembered what happened in the actual movie because yeah. <clears throat> it had been a long time since I'd seen this. It had been several years. Um, but it was interesting to me that the trailer, I mean, this is played off as a horror comedy and when you see the movie, but the trailer doesn't do that at all. So does that, as a moviegoer, if you see a trailer that makes you think this is pure horror and then you get there and it's horror comedy, are you okay with that or do you feel cheated? Uh, if I really think it's going to be scary and I want a scary movie in a minute, it depends on what mood you're in for. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're really in for a good, good, good one, like scary movie, uh, then it's disappointing if you're like just going into it just because it's a movie in general and you're just going to, and you don't have any big expectations aspect then i think you're all right it's happened before i'm trying to think of other movies where that's happened where i'm like oh, i wish it was a little bit scarier and then there's other times where i'm like oh okay so this is a comedy yeah so it, it it really varies you're entering the theater and i think but yeah it can happen it could definitely happen where you're expecting one thing because they sold it as that then you get there and it is more more comedy and that is seriously scary I'm I'm never in the uh, the former group that you know that or the latter group that Dennis mentioned, like wanting to get in there for to, you know really get uh, to get scared. So experience, but that kind of that made me kind of check into this movie a little bit more because I started watching it and when I read the synopsis and all that, I'm like, oh wow, there's this all this stuff happens, man. I don't know if I'm going to dig this too much, but then you know once I started watching it and started laughing, it was like, oh, this is pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm I think you were going to like, I think Pat would like that just because if he, if he thought it was, was going to be scary and he comes out to have the little comedy end of it, it takes some of the, at that, whatever, um, whatever, you know, the issues that he has with the scarier movies, but yeah, I think that would make sense. And I'm trying to think of, I can't, and it's, and it's more how they, how they frame things. And, you know, I mentioned this in Poltergeist, Two out. Like I said, I got into a conversation with Jeff, but uh, you know, like the scene where the uh, Reverend Reverend Kane was floating through stuff, and, or not floating, but like walking through stuff. That was really freaky looking. Mm-hmm. But in the movie Big Trouble in Little China, when Lopan was floating through things, and so it's it's. I just find that fascinating. That why is it different? I mean, it's kind of the same effect. It's the same thing. But is it music? Is it camera work? Is it setting the scene? Is it all of the above? You know, even in this movie, I mean, there's stuff, you know, flying at the guy, like the axe comes off the wall, <laughs> kind of chases him around the house. But that was really comical. Like, and all the, th- <laughs> he opens the door and all the things are like sitting there and, and like waiting to pounce on him. And mm-hmm. it was comical. Whereas I'm sure, you know, if you really wanted, you know, you got some real like serious hardcore horror i mean you know i'm sure something like that would freak you out but i just i find that fascinating that you know the different ways you can paint a scene to, to make it or action oriented or cool or scary mm-hmm. 
like um just with with your question i think like two movies i was just trying to think of one i know for my daughter like who was definitely afraid of zombies like couldn't see a picture of a zombie yeah. um you know a couple would, would have nightmares and hunter had a little flashlight that had a zombie head thing on it when you load it up against the wall and that would freak her out and she'd want to kill him um anyway the uh when when she saw zombie land she loved it okay so things she thought it was gonna be the skin we kept saying no it's more like a comedy no it's more like a comedy and when she saw it she was like oh my god this is the greatest movie so she loved zombie land um for me i, I could think of one growing up as a kid that similar zombie thing you remember return of the living dead uh, pat probably is not i don't think you've seen it but john i think have you seen that one? Oh yeah yeah oh, of the living dead it's total comedy there's a it's just there's a take that one being a kid i, I remember thinking oh is this gonna be another real scary zombie movie and i kind of wanted it to be but then again i was younger so i was okay if it wasn't and then when it became funny i was like oh we could laugh at this and so it, again it all depends on your mindset going into it i think yeah but yeah it is definitely a little bit of false advertising making it seem like it's a more serious genre piece than it is now I will I will say that and maybe you can Dennis you might know which one I'm talking about because I have not been able to find it um, when I see the cover of this movie I had until I watched it because I watched this maybe three four years ago again um, probably the first time I watched it was maybe middle school something around that time um, but before I watched this again maybe three or four years ago I had thought this was a totally different movie and not a horror comedy, but more of a straight up horror. There's another movie where there's a house that's possessed. And I, I like, I have pictured this scene where somebody's taking a shower and the shower door won't open and it's like filling up with water and they're going to drown. And there's another part where a garden hose is like trying to strangle somebody. Do you know which one that is? Cause I'm, and, and anybody listening, if you know, and you want to tweet it to us, let us know. But, um, that's what I thought this one was up until I rewatched it like three or four years ago. Do you, cause there's another movie where the house is possessed and trying to kill the people living in it. Yeah. I'm trying to think, um, it's from the eighties. I know it's an, I know it's an eighties movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I, that was the one that I thought this one was when um, about three or four years ago when I was watching again, I'm like, oh, that that one's pretty scary. I like that one. And then I started watching this. I'm like, that's not the movie I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. As it started, as it started to get kind of goofy, I'm like, mm, this, yeah, this wasn't really what I was expecting here. Yeah, I'll have to see if I can find that one because I that's the one I kept thinking this one was. Um but it's not. Is that one called this house possessed or something like that? It's not that um, one. Could be. Yeah, I'll have to look for it and see. This house possessed. Yeah, maybe. I think maybe. A t- was it a TV movie? Um, it wasn't a TV movie, I don't think. This says it's a 1981 made for television horror film. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look and see. Following a nervous breakdown, a recuperative rock star and his young nurse discover their new house is haunted. A water hose. It's something more frightening. A water hose. It's not a snake. Yeah, it's only okay. Uh, there's like two people making out and then there's a water hose, I think, or something. Yeah, I think so. As the water begins to go, it was though she's being sliced by Freddy, though it'd be another mm-hmm. three years before that happened because it was the girl who was in that, I think. Um. Yeah, yes, I'm and there's, sure it was, uh, and there's like all these security cameras watching them. Yep, it's that one. Yeah. Okay, so it was a TV movie. Made for TV movie, yeah. Okay, that's probably how I saw it, and that's probably what freaked me out. Yeah, because there's a scene where she's in the shower, and I guess the shower starts um, spraying out blood. <laughs> you doing yeah, all, there you go. You doing all right, Pat? <laughs> if you're on the same page, I am, but it'll go down all the way. You see that, yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I see it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. And then at the end, the gates. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that was it. It's okay. So this house possessed is what it was. Okay. All right. Yeah. That for some reason, that's what I thought this movie was. Yeah. Are you guys still there or what? Yeah. I'm still here. I'm just listening to the conversation. I don't. (laughs) Pat doesn't have anything to add right now. What was that? I said, you just don't have anything to add right now. I, yeah, I'm just I'm just educating myself. There you go. Yeah, so yeah, if you that want, that was it though, and it had okay. uh, 
the guy is the famous like isn't he like a heartthrob sort of uh like a sean um parker stevenson the guy in there parker stevenson maybe okay yeah. Yeah, maybe that's it okay, okay. I'll to, I'll, now i gotta see if i can track this one down yeah good luck on that but it seems like you're i know it's Dig into a time capsule somewhere. Well, I'm already having a hard enough time trying to find. Um, I was trying to do like the the Razzie Awards for '86, and I am having a really hard time finding a copy of uh, Shanghai Surprise with Madonna. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't find a copy of that anywhere. Wow. And I'm not. I, I don't, I don't really somewhere. know. Is that George Harrison's. Uh, yeah. Did George think, Harrison direct that? No. Um, he did. You know, I don't remember. I gotta look. Yeah, I remember that one actually be like being really, really creepy. That the opposite of this movie, where you've got the goofy that's in with, you know, some of the the creepy stuff. Um, so, what did you what did you think about that? I mean, other than the trailer and it maybe being a little bit of false advertising, do you like this type of horror movie? And I know Dennis, you started off by saying if you're in the mood for it, then yes, this is you know it's it's not a bad one, but um, you kind of got to be in the mood for it. Pat, you kind of said this helped you be more willing to watch the movie when you knew there was going to be f- some funny yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. It, it made me laugh. It was entertaining. Like I said, I watched the beginning and, and then I kind of, uh, I kind of dozed off and then it was like, okay, let's see how this goes. And then it was like, Oh, this is pretty fun. And then, you know, I threw it on, you know, when I had a break or whatever at school and watched five or 10 minutes here and there. And like I said, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was entertaining. It was a good time. Yeah, I, with this one, I think I think having somebody like George Went as the next door neighbor, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's not going to be too much of a serious horror movie if if he's the next door neighbor and you know making all those comments yeah, about he, the he was good. yeah making all those comments about the old oh the old lady next door she was just crazy and totally off her rocker and oh you know just uh, somebody probably got sick and tired of her and just killed her the, themselves she was my aunt oh, heart of gold a uh, beautiful person heart of gold. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was funny. Now, now, I don't know where, I'm trying to think of what uh, where these other movies fall in the timeline, but this was sort of always reminding me along the vein of um, the Creep Shows. Yeah. Like, if you remember Creep Show? Mm-hmm. All right, where they had, like, every Creep Show episode was kind of scary, creepy, but it had. This, but it was a little you know, goofy. That Nansen one, there was goofiness. There mm-hmm. was a sort of a, a the, even the, the one with all the, the, the um, cockroaches in the at the end yes and the the, i want my cake you know i mean like all those Mm -hmm. where's my father's day cake like there was a certain element of straight out comedy but there's a certain weird area for this it almost reminds me a little bit of um when they try to redo some some of the twilight zones not necessarily twilight zone the movie but when they try to do some of the series they would try to kind of balance between having something a little bit creepy, a little bit odd, a little bit scary, mm-hmm. but also letting you know things were safe where it was kind of also funny. And I, it, it all fits in that same mold of those type of films that seemed to be popular at the time. Um, like I said, Creep Show being one of them. I'm trying to think of the other one I was just thinking of too. Yeah, There's creep, a couple of them like that. Creep Show came out. The original Creep Show came out in '82. Um, yeah. And then Creep Show 2 came out in '87. So we could do that one next year if we wanted to. Um, I mean, I know things a little bit different, but still, like, there's a certain feel to those early 80 periods where the, where it had mm-hmm. fun, funny sort of side to it, but also some scary stuff. So it just teetered on that yeah. back and forth. You also had, um, let's see, there was the Tales from the Dark Side, but I don't know that I remember those being... Yeah. having as TV much shows. Yeah, I don't remember that having as much comedy well not as much comedy as maybe like the creep show stuff no not as much but there definitely were some I remember one where it was a right. guy was dead and he didn't know he was dead the grandpa and he came down and, and they had people had to tell him like they couldn't tell him that he was yes. dead until his nose started falling off right yeah. <laughs> I just remember that episode it was really and that was very comedy based on that one yeah now with this one, there's there's been a couple things as I was reading up on this one. It had some interesting things that people brought up about it, and one of them being that if you were going to, and and maybe this was intended by the writers and the director, uh, if you were going to take this movie and and go with a, a little bit of a deeper message than what you'd normally get from a horror comedy, that some people have written that this movie is one of the first movies um, to deal with uh, PTSD because you. 
got a character who went through Vietnam. <coughs> Excuse me. You've got a character who went through Vietnam and he clearly hasn't dealt with what happened to him in Vietnam. And then, uh, then he lost his child mysteriously. And um, then he starts to see things and he starts to hallucinate. And he thinks at one point that he's, you know, I mean, I give some stuff away that you haven't seen yet, maybe Pat, but um, you know, he thinks he kills his wife or his ex-wife and, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on and he keeps having these flashbacks to Vietnam while he's also trying to write a novel dealing with what happened to him in Vietnam. So did you get any sense of that? Do you think that's a bit of a stretch to say that this has a a deeper message to it? I, I, I didn't quite catch the deeper message other than, you know, just looking at it from a different perspective, you know, just like, you know, here's a guy who's kind of losing his mind. I, I kind of just took it as face value and kind of a kind of a silly romp through the supernatural. But I think also the fact that Pat hasn't gotten to the ending yet. Yeah, maybe the gonna, ending, maybe, yeah. yeah. That's going to be hard to answer, probably because yeah. of that for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because of the stuff that happened. Like you said, there's a lot that happens in that third, third of the uh, movie, and it's almost like, you know, like you said, bringing... I, I think it's definitely yes. It's it's written from some of that angle, the post traumatic stress and dealing with your demons, and and uh, and then at the end, you know, without ruining it, but um, you know, he deals with it. You can pretty much uh, gets rid of that. Yeah. Well, and the one part, and I, and I know because Ramona, I mean, it was all the guilt of like what had happened with you know that guy thinking he, he I mean, he got tortured after, and he couldn't, he didn't really help him or couldn't help him, and. Right. And there were many people put in that situation. Really weird, because when I see this, I think of a movie called The War. Okay. Not a horror, not a comedy, really. Not a horror movie, but awesome movie with Kevin Costner. And in it, there's the same thing. He's got this this buddy that, you know, he has flashbacks, and it's this buddy that he had to, you know, save. And, and he, drag, he gets shot, and they're going to, you know, stick through thick and thin. And, and at the end, uh, I mean, you keep reliving some of this as it goes back through flashbacks, and it is, is PSD. And, um... And it basically, at, he gets to a point to where he, he gets wounded and he has to carry him to a helicopter, but they can only fit one more man. Okay. So he has to either leave his buddy behind or he forces him on and risks having everyone crash because it couldn't carry any more the right. weight of it. Yeah. So the guy, it almost reminded me of Richard Mull. I don't even know if it was it in, in the character. I'm not sure, but it was just a big guy. And, and so it was, was kind of like makes me think of that movie and the whole uh, post-traumatic stress, uh, you know, dealing with your, your guilt and your the dilemmas that they faced and how you get muddled up and mixed up in that and kind of lose your mind and all. So I think there is definitely that angle to it. I think they definitely wanted that. Yeah. Even I, the fact that he's a, an author, you know, like trying to mm-hmm. write through this and almost like, like not a diet, not, it just sort of like therapeutic almost. Right. Well, and then, you, uh, what was the, with John, Johnny Depp was a writer in a movie recently. He went off to a cabin and he was having to do things and he was seeing all these things too. It reminds me a little of that. I can't remember the name of that one. Um, um, just recently though, like couple, like recently being for the last decade. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's not Rear Window, but it sounds something like Rear Window. Not Rear Window. It's, uh, it's like, it has, isn't it like, then wait, Johnny Depp. You're saying Johnny Depp. He was a writer, and it was kind of like wasn't wasn't that Finding Neverland? Wasn't it supposed to be about the? <laughs> well, no. That's not the one I'm thinking. Not, not that one. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. But that's not the one you were thinking of. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, um. Not thinking about. Um, yeah, I could pull it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it here in a second. Secret window. Secret window. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Secret window. I knew it had some kind of a window in it. Yep. That was like 2000. And- it was 2004. Um, yeah, this movie, I think, cause I don't mind that it, it's a very eighties thing for a goofy to have a horror movie. That's got a lot of goofiness in it and, and to kind of try to balance the funny with the, the horror aspect of it. I think that, I think the parts of the movie for me, I think at different times it got a little too goofy for me. Um, and I think I wanted it, especially when I was rewatching this for the first time several years ago, I wanted this to be something scarier. And that's what I was hoping for. That's what I expected. It, it wasn't, you know, like when you go to, if you go to take a drink of something and you expect it to taste like Sprite and it turns out that it's water, then 
you know, that kind of throws you off. But in this situation, I think that there were several things about this movie that I really would have liked to have seen more of. And I think, and then this may be getting into some stuff you haven't seen yet, Pat, but when he finds out that there may be a way for him to track down and find his son and that he can, he can somehow break through to this other world where, and, and Pat, you're going to, you know, you're going to enjoy this part because they're messing with kids too. Yeah. I kind of got that in the synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. But, and you don't really ever see, like you don't ever see any of the demons or monsters or ghosts or whatever messing with his son. But um, you do, I mean, you get the idea, you get the sense that when his son disappeared uh, a year before, years before, whatever it was that they've been holding him here all this time and that there's a chance he might be able to find him. The whole point, there's a, yeah. there's a scene that you haven't gotten to yet, Pat, where he, he breaks a mirror and instead of, you know, seeing his medicine cabinet on the other side, he can actually climb through the mirror into this kind of black void type world. And I think he hears his son calling out to him from inside of there. And I think I would have liked more of that to kind of happen earlier because it kind of references back to those weird paintings that are in the house. And I think I would have liked to have seen more of that. No, I agree. I, I, it was almost like too silly for me to want to, like I said, I struggled through this. Yeah. Part of it's because things are just really busy, you know, certain times of the year and it's like busy, 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 but it's, um, it was more like, even though it was busy, even though you're busy, certain movies, you can just sit down and stop everything for. This was not one of those movies. Yeah. This is one of those movies like, uh, I'll get back to this. And then you kind of, why I ended up watching it in chunks basically. Yeah. Um, like I think three separate kind of, I was split like three times. Uh, where I stopped and did stuff and then came back to it and stopped and did stuff and came back to it. And that's, that's usually a sign that like, you know, you put the dark night on and I'm, I'm watching it straight through. Right. You know, um, this is just not one of those movies. And I think a lot of it had to do with some of the silliness. It just wasn't as, I I think once you've seen it, it's like, okay, I don't need to see this again. That was honestly my reaction. Yeah. I mean, it was cool to see it again just because I had not, rem- I remembered vaguely scenes. Um, I remember the ending. I remember that, you know, the, the, the soldier, big guy, you know, the, the big guy. Um, yeah. Big Ben. I just didn't remember everything, how it put together and what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't remember everything, how it all fit together. I just remember bits and pieces from a kid. Well, and, th- and that's a part where too, it's, you get this creepy and that's where it kind of, to me, it, it was, it had scenes of being, unbalanced i mean i think you're trying to balance the the funny and the goofy with the horror part of it and that i think towards the end is where it kind of became unbalanced where it just got to be more goofy you know he even makes the comment he's he's trying to shoot at um roger and he runs out of ammo and he makes the comment like oh i came back from the dead and then i ran out of ammo okay at at that point if the person's life is in danger let's set the goofiness aside for a little bit and actually make this a scary tense dramatic ending to the movie because it got to the point where it just, it was silly. Yeah. Like I didn't get any sense as he's kind of chasing him around the house. I didn't get any sense that they were in really a whole lot of danger, even though this guy kept trying to, you know, he's really going to probably die in it either. Right. And at the end, you had a feeling they're all going to be reunited. Right. There you go. You what? We just ruin anything for Pat. No, not at all. I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. Okay. So, so before we wrap up, do you have? Is there a favorite scene? And Pat, you've you've seen two thirds of it. So, of the two thirds that you've seen, uh, is there a favorite scene? Is there a favorite line from this movie? You know, I, I've been thinking about that, and and the the whole thing seems so tongue in cheek. I, I really, I, I'm trying to. I, you might have to come back to me to get a favorite line. Though, it, it was. I was just kind of, I thought it was just kind of fun. I mean, I was watching it and I was doing the dishes, you know, before I uh, came down here for the podcast and Tammy comes in, she's like, what are you watching? Cause I was kind of chuckling through the whole thing, mm-hmm. which I know isn't, you know, like Dennis, when you say bounded to see in this kind of a movie, I know that that doesn't quite provide it, but I, um, the favorite scene or quote, I mean, it was all, it was all a little bit crazy. Probably anything the neighbor said, you know, just the way that guy would come over and, you know, tur- like, you know, you referenced the scene earlier. He was pretty funny. Um, I think the hand getting flushed down the 
flushed down the toilet. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, you know, when all of a sudden the soul music is playing in his house, mm-hmm. I, I, and I think he put that on or what, you know, he's playing the soul music and the ghost is coming after him. I thought that was pretty funny. So, yeah, I, I just say some of those scenes, probably more of the, you know, well, and you've got the, uh, you had the, the music playing when he goes to chop up the body. That little musical, yeah. musical montage of him chopping up the body and burying it all, all across the yard. Mm-hmm. Then the dog comes walking out with the hand in its mouth. Right. That was pretty funny. Right. Oh, I know what scene I liked. I was sitting there. I almost texted you, too. I almost texted you, dude, if this fish starts, like, coming after him from on the wall, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember those uh, things? They called them the bully bass. Yeah. And yeah. Bass. yeah. So I do remember that we had them with my dad. And and it would sing like "Don't worry, be happy." Uh huh. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. the the demonic billy bass. Yeah, it's, I know. And that yeah. Beelzebub bass. <laughs> yeah, man. So I yeah I I don't really for me this movie just kind of was a couple. What was it? There was a couple of fun, like they tried to do like funny one-liners. There was, um, there was the, uh, something with the, my sister was an only child and something like that. I forgot what it was, but <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that it? And you abused her or something like, yeah. It's something like that. And I was just like, okay, wait. It was, yeah, it was something like that. Sister. Anyway. Um, remember is when he, puts the grenade in it was the, the the playback on his line which was so long sucker mm-hmm. and then i just uh i forgot what i picked up on i you know i like for some reason i'm always listening i i don't know why but i always look at solitude quotes it's just a weird thing of mine but anyway like cold so quotes on solitude i'm always looking for a good one and i remember just hearing one in the movie and i actually rewound it and played back and it was from harold yeah and it was the one where he says solitude's always better with somebody else around you know yeah yeah, it's like a lot of those type of lines that they did where you're like, wait a second, I just hear that, you know. Just, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So other than that, though, there's not really a lot. Just the So Long Sucker, and I remember that, you know, grenade and him saying it right back to him, So Long Sucker to him. And then, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, I, I think maybe one of my favorite, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a favorite scene. I, the fish scene was good. I think maybe, um, I maybe just the the whole thing with that kind of the the demonic version of his ex wife, mm-hmm. the kind of witch looking kind of thing that pops up, just how kind of ridiculous that was, and no matter how many times he knocks her down, she keeps coming up coming after him. Um, you know, until finally he realizes that if he chops her up, then maybe that's one way to get rid of her, and then he carries her out, and you know, just shoves the the bag on the ground, and the the one woman is in the in the swimming pool. And when she comes by, the hand yeah. is kind of creeping out, trying to grab at his foot, and and then it's reaching out to try to grab her, and he's kicking it and trying to hit it with the shovel, and that was pretty good. All right. Well, I did find for anybody else who's listening to this and interested, and uh, Dennis, I can send you the link to it, and Pat, if you want to, I can send you the link to it too. I did find uh, this house possessed. Um, it looks like the entire movie is on YouTube. So I think I found the entire movie on YouTube. I'm going to go watch that. Not right now, but I'll go watch it at some point. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to say one too, because I know I've seen that before too. I remember the shower scene. Mm-hmm. I remember the hose when you said the hose. That's why I, that's the first thing I searched was like garden hose. Cause I do remember somebody had to mention that somewhere. And that's where I can. Yeah. Drag it down. Okay. Yeah. I'll send you the link for it. Cause I did find there's a couple of links for the, the full full length movie. It's like an hour and a half on YouTube. So I'll, right. I'll send that to you. All right. Uh, well, do we have anything else that we want to tell the lovely people from across the world that listen to our opinions every week? Uh, anything they should know about house? Uh, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. It's a one-time watch. Um, you know, if yeah. it's there and you got it and you want to see it, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say don't watch it, but I'm right. not going to say you're going to, you don't want to buy the, uh, the laser disc. Yeah, no, no. If you know, if you're a fan of, I would think if you're a fan of like Evil Dead, you probably would like yeah. enjoy this movie. Yeah, it won't be as good as that, but it, no, it's still you'll enjoy it enough to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think Evil Dead, the the part of this movie, the part of this movie that 
that it where it loses it for me is it loses that balance of the horror and the comedy. It just it gets imbalanced too often, and I think Evil Dead keeps that balance up pretty well. Yeah, and we'll see talking to different directors and the pacing of Evil Dead, Sam Raimi, and all that. Right. Just, gonna blow this out of the water i think in terms of pacing yeah mm-hmm. well this one felt sometimes you got some lulls and yeah well and like yeah like uh pat was saying it, it gets it's a little slow getting started yeah yeah i i have to admit like i first watched it and then it was just like huh, what's going on here like what are we you know when do the ghosts cap and that's when you said that the first monster like, I think I'd made it like 10 minutes in the movie. And mm-hmm. You're like, well, the first monster shows up at like 15 minutes or something like that. And I was yeah, like, I was okay, like, okay, well, I'll keep watching. Because I looked at the, when I was watching it, I remember looking at the time when the first thing jumped out and it was like 15 minutes or 16 minutes or something. I'm like, okay, well, maybe Pat made it this far, um, but this is probably the point at which he turned it off. Yeah. Is that yeah, first, that, thing- that creature that kind of flies out of the closet, I think it shows up at like 16 minutes in and. Yeah, but I mean, even that, like, it was just kind of humorous. Right. Because isn't the next scene, like, got this, doesn't he have, like, this big slingshot thing aimed at the closet, or there's something he's trying to do to get, to get the ghost, right? Or am I just yeah, remembering he's, something he, else? Well, he puts on all this military gear, and I think he goes to get the harpoon gun and all kinds of other stuff, and he sets up all these cameras. So, yeah, it, it, it gets a little ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Cut out. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this time. Uh, oh, and if you are interested in seeing House 2, the second story, anybody who's listening, uh, you can get a double dose of your uh, Cheers co-stars because apparently John Ratzenberger shows up in House 2. So you can get your Norm in House and you can get Cliff in House 2 if you just want to follow along with all the Cheers characters that show up in these movies. Um, apparently, also, they are thinking of doing a remake of this one. Um, in which they will switch it up and there will be a female lead to the movie. So I just was reading that the other day, too. All righty. Well, I think that's going to do it for this one. Um, We have, coming up in the next couple of weeks, um, again, sometime in October, we're going to be putting out um, the episode of the Razzies, the worst movies of 86, uh, and that should be coming up pretty soon. I have almost finished watching Haunted Honeymoon, and as I was watching Haunted Honeymoon, I know it's... It's one of the one of the movies that was up for worst movie of 1986. But there's plenty of times where I compared that movie and this one, uh, Haunted Honeymoon and House. And if you're looking at, oh, you got cut out. Well, I just want to hear what you compared it to. What? Oh, uh, comparing Haunted Honeymoon with this movie. Then I, you know, I don't know that I would consider Haunted Honeymoon a worst movie of 1986. I probably am enjoying that movie more than I enjoyed this one. Yeah. I, mean, I, I probably would put House as one of the... I believe that one is... Uh, isn't that the one that Gene Wilder uh-huh. wrote or directed? I think he directed. Yeah, I think he, was, I think he wrote and directed and well, starred in it, yeah. Pretty, I think in later interviews he said he was a little bit devastated that it didn't do as good as he thought it was. Yeah. I, it, it just seems like one of these movies where, you know, he... Like, it was his thing that he was really, really hoping that this would do well and just one of those where the director puts yeah. everything into it. And it just doesn't hit with audiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next couple of weeks we're going to be doing, uh, so next week we've got little shop of horrors. So we were, are going to be mixing a little bit more of the horror and comedy uh, together with that one. And then uh, coming up in the last part of October, we are going to have the fly. Um, so I don't know if, if anybody is going to be, if you're going to come listen to that one with us, um, I don't know if you guys will have a chance to. I have put out a copy of the original 1958 fly and the 1986 fly. So I'm going to try to watch both of them because uh, it's been a while since I've watched the original. And I would just be curious to go back and rewatch that one again. But it's, def- cool. it's definitely been a long okay. time since I've seen the 86 one, too. I'm looking forward to seeing that one again. R-rated on that one? Yeah, the yeah the 86 one. I think it is R-rated. There, um, I looked up on... Yeah, I looked real quick on IMDb for the fly for the 1986 version, um, and it does say that there are let's see, there is there are four sex scenes in the movie, uh, one with nudity. Uh, there is a lot of violence right. and gore. Um, there is moderate, uh, modest amount of bad language, two or three uses of the f word, and. Um, there are characters drinking and smoking casually in the film. 
and um, there are some kind of frightening or intense or gross scenes. So in other countries, um, like I, sometimes I'll look at the British rating because they separate it out between um, 12 is kind of like their PG-13 and then they'll have um, a 15 rating for stuff that's like in between a PG-13 and an R. And then they'll usually reserve something that has nudity for an 18 rating. And in the UK, the fly is rated 18. So usually if it's something, usually if it's just something that, you know, that's maybe a couple uses of the F word and there's some violence, they usually rate it at a 15. Like I know um, Terminator 2 was yeah. rated 15. Okay. But then Terminator 1, because oh, there right. was some nudity in it, uh, Terminator, the first one is rated 18 in, in the UK. Okay. So, yeah, so this one, it looks like this wouldn't necessarily be one you'd want to watch with the kids. All right. Show them the 1958 one, but maybe skip the 86 one. Right, yeah. All righty, well. Watch them. Yeah. An old one, watch them with the big hands. I know, that's one I haven't seen in a while. Hunter Hunter and Autumn both love that. Uh, You could probably show that one, uh, Pat, if you want to show a little bit of a, that's the the mutant ants. Yeah. Okay. Might be a little for the for your daughter definitely. I don't know about I don't know about your son. Might be okay, but I don't know. But that was one of their favorites. Yeah, cool. it is uh, nineteen fifty four. Um, let's see who was in that one. Uh, nineteen fifty four. Um, a nest of giant irradiated ants is discovered in the New Mexico desert. They quickly become a national threat when it's discovered a young queen ant and her consorts have escaped to establish a new nest. Yeah. So it's like the military versus giant mutant ants. There's a sound that's iconic that to that, oh, yeah. that when you hear it, you just think of that movie. But <clears throat> yeah, I still remember that movie. Yeah. Remember the ending. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we used to watch it a lot. But anyway, that's a... That's yeah. What do you got? Want to look for a throwback old movie? Uh, that would be a recommendation for Halloween. That'd be a good one. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this time. Uh, if you are looking for how to get in touch with us, if you want to send us some feedback, uh, if you've got some other scary movies, um, and, and like we've all said, you know, we're teachers and, and we're parents, and so we are we're always kind of looking for recommendations or ideas for stuff you could watch if you want to watch Halloween movies or some scary movies with your kids this time of year. Um, if you've got any recommendations for us, feel free to send those in. Uh, we would love to hear if you've got some movies that you watch with your kids or watch with your family. Um, or movies that you watched as a kid that, you know, wouldn't be too bad to show another child, unless you're a really weird person like my uncle who showed me stuff that was totally not appropriate for a four-year-old to see, but that's okay. Um, so if you want to send those things to us, you can send it to, to uh, 30podcast at gmail.com. You could tweet it to at 30podcast. That's three zero podcast. You could send it to us on Facebook, facebook.com slash 30podcast. You could go to our website, 30podcast.com. That is 30podcast.com. Uh, on the podcast website, we've also got a voicemail line. So if you want to call in and leave us some feedback there. Uh, otherwise, where can you find us? Uh, we are on Stitcher, Satchel, Google Play Podcasts, iTunes. And you can just listen to us directly from our website at 30podcast.com. So until next time, uh, next time will either be the Razzies episode or it will be um, a Little Shop of Horrors. But uh, until next time, go watch some good scary movies or scary funny movies, whatever you want. Pat's going to go finish House. I am. I wanna, I'm curious now. Yeah. It's, I mean, the, the ending is a little, the ending's a little goofy, but, you know, overall it's a, like, like Dennis said, it's, like Dennis said, it's a movie you watch one time and then you just say, hey, I, I watched an 80s horror movie. Yeah, and I mean, I was, uh, I was, like I said, this is this is a uh, this is a genre that I don't know much about. So it was interesting, like when we did the horror, uh, the special last year. It's just interesting hearing you guys throw your uh, throw your two cents in. But I, I mean, this is maybe not the term you, that you know people want to use with it. But I, I found it just like a cute little movie. I mean, it was just kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that one fits. Good. I think that one fits just fine for this one. Okay. all right well until next time uh, go see some good movies uh, go see some good scary movies and uh, we will see you next week thank you pat thank you john thank you dennis all right we'll see you all next time
afraid of you anymore, Ben. I beat you! And this damn house! Don't make me mad! I... You're what? I'm warning you, I'll slit his throat! You can't hurt me. Or my son. I'm warning you! No! So long, sucker! I'll get you for this!